0: and welcome to another episode of who gives a hoot i'm ryan LeGrand. i'm joined by
1: uh ben turner here in amateur hour
0: he almost didn't take the bait um (laughs) we were supposed to also be joined by riley and i was going to call this the b plus team podcast Um, but yeah you mean
1: you mean the guy the guy who missed work on monday because uh he didn't get enough sleep over the weekend
0: I mean, it's not shocking considering uh, you boys were in Mexico, <laughs> flew back, came immediately to a soccer game on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I can only so imagine I, what Riley did after that. But
1: So I talked to three people on the first two days of the week who went on the trip, the oldest of whom is a full 11 years younger than me. Okay. and all of them were like i'm so tired and i was like well i guess this explains why i'm so tired because i am 11 years older than and instead of going home and like resting i went home and had like a jam-packed action-filled weekend with my sister who was in town and my parents um but i, I feel i feel pretty decent I, I feel pretty good today
0: that's good uh we're, we're recording on wednesday i'm actually uh as we're talking here, I'm uh, pulling up the. Well, that's a great call. The, the match uh, that's we'll going on same. in Tucson, North Carolina, which we will get to just literally kicked off, but we'll be getting to uh, North Carolina here in a little bit um, before we before we uh, get done with tonight. We're not going to talk a whole lot about North Carolina because I don't know if we're going to have a whole lot to say. Um, <laughs> so, just thought we what should is... maybe jump. Yeah, no, that was just. That was yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was just going to jump straight into news so uh let's do it. Uh, first bit of news, we had uh we had 3 3 owls on team of the week, uh Devin Boyce, Greg Hurst and Damia Vieter. Um I I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that these three guys happened to make team of the week based off of our weekend performance <laughs> or midweek performance whatever it was versus our weekend performance. Oh, um, I'm sure
1: they padded. I'm sure. I know the league. I'm sure they padded the stats with things like duels and other things from the, uh,
0: you know. Um, it could be. I mean, I think Greg made it because he got a brace against, uh, you know, against Fort Lauderdale. And, yeah. You know, had a generally good week and got – it's been a while since he scored. Devin had a really good match. I mean, it all makes sense. It's just, you know, it, it felt a little weird considering uh, Team of the Week came out after we had also had the <laughs> Greenville match. Um so to have three well, let's, guys. Uh, the let's
1: room. yeah. Well, let's save our Greenville talk for the Greenville portion of this and move on.
0: We shall. Uh, the other the other big news from from Omaha World is uh, today is Connor Doyle's big three uh, zero. I remember
1: when I turned thirty after moving back to Omaha.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Did that go well or not so well?
1: Uh, this is a, a rare occasion when I can suggest you ask your wife about it without being uh, salacious at all. We were working in the we were working in the same place. Time it went great. Uh, I celebrated my thirtieth birthday in Vegas. It was fun.
0: Oh, fair enough. That's awesome.
1: Uh, I did not.
0: I I celebrated mine um, right here. We uh, we had a child right after we had both turned twenty nine. So I turned thirty, and then Cora turned one. So
1: that's adorable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was not. Yeah, Cora and I's birthdays are two weeks apart, almost to the day. So, oh
1: man, Emerson and mine. 16 days apart. See?
0: There you go. Yeah, they a good were way destined to be. to be friends.
1: Exactly. Um, and, uh, I mean, congratulations to the oldest player in Union Omaha history. <laughs> yeah, just because
0: he had a birthday <laughs> while, the game, while the season was going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still think he is.
0: Right? Uh, well, I don't know. How, how old was Seb uh, was? was?
1: I'll, look, I'll look it up.
0: Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, that would be the only guy I would think would, would be in contention to be at the same age, at least as Connor was, there is because um, I think I thought Sebus was thirty as well, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm I'm not great with age and remembering other people's ages. I'm gonna be honest with that. I remember faces and names really well. I think
1: I I think uh, Sebas is the oldest player in history okay. in club history because he would have been he would have turned thirty at the start of last season.
0: Okay, that okay that, that makes sense. But still, I mean, that also tells you the we that we've had. On the exactly. Podium, so, um, exactly. <laughs> I mean, especially this season. Uh, the other bit of news I just want to shout out, uh, USL has named the president for – they named her president of the Super League, but it sounds like she also is going to be overseeing the, the amateur, the W League as well. Um, but uh, Amanda Vandervoort was named as president of the USL Super League. Uh, everything that I've been seeing from people that follow uh, specifically the women's side of the game are very excited about this hire and saying basically saying USL knocked it out of the park with this hire. So I'm excited about that.
1: Nice. I'm uh, going to LinkedIn right now.
0: Yeah, there you go, um, <laughs> Amanda. If if you see Ben Turner has looked at your at your LinkedIn, it is. Us just being curious of what happened in your past. But, yeah, it sounds like uh, she's had some MLS, maybe worked for an MLS team or two. and uh, She was teams. most
1: recently the chief woman football officer at FIF Pro. Okay, there you go. That's pretty legit. VP of fan engagement in MLS. She's got, like, one that's of the it. best bios I've ever seen. In uh, um, She was in MLS for eight, basically nine years. FIF oh, Pro for – Two, she worked for FIFA for four years and eight months, uh, while she was at MLS. Wow,
0: yeah, so she has a really good resume then. Um, yeah,
1: she worked at Chicago Red Stars in uh for six months in 2008, which is pretty impressive. She's the head soccer coach at UN uh at NYU, and then I'm uh, pretty sure in
0: 2008, was that because that would have been the WPL, right?
1: Yeah. She's a so. University of Wyoming grad. Wow. And uh, was a real estate uh, agent while she was in uh, getting her grad degree. She does it all. That's what we're hearing. She, re- she, um, she really does it all.
0: No, I, I just... I, th- I this, mean,
1: is, this is a very, very impressive resume.
0: Yeah. And uh, who was the athletic writer, uh, Meg? Uh, she did the article, the NWSL article that just came out about... Um, uh, about the the former portland coach and uh the guy that just got fired but she was one of the people I, I follow her on twitter and she was one of the first people that came out and was like uh usl just had a home run on this hire so um you know considering Well, on how paper it's really follows, impressive. yeah well and as closely as she follows nwsl specifically in that side of the game she must have had some interactions or some you know, experience with with amanda vanandervort so uh, I also feel remiss her. without pointing
1: out that she was a uh, division one soccer player at Wyoming, uh, four-year scholarship recipient, uh, the 1998. Oh, that was just one-time player of the week. Uh, well, eh, maybe she's player of the year. Hard to say, but uh two-year captain. That's, nice. a, that's, uh, that's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So she has leadership experience. She, I mean, she has – major soccer league experience here in the states i, I think it's good it's good to get a, a young league a new league started to have somebody like that running it um sounds like she's reporting to Ed, uh, jake edwards so that you know that 2 she'll directly report to but yeah i i was i think it's a good hire um and we somehow talked longer about that important news more than we did for the other two which is okay uh, she also does custom-designed cakes, and go to
1: VandyCakes.com. Oh, sold. They look, they look pretty effing legit.
0: Well, if you have to, if you have a cake business and you name it after your nickname for yourself, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have some pretty right. damn good right. cakes.
1: I like, I, I, you know, I'm always like, I, I think the highest achievers in life are people who have successful careers and very successful hobbies. That's
0: I I would definitely agree with that. So like and, I mean and I, I are not super successful. <laughs> I'm envious because like I can I can do one, but rarely two. <laughs> yeah, our our hobby is uh, we call ourselves the B plus team, but our hobby is maybe a C average so. here. <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, should we should we talk about? Uh, yeah, game? let's uh, right, let's rip yeah, the aid off. I'm, All right. So the first uh, the first thing that I have on here that I I just we got to discuss this lineup. Um, now, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, I was at the tailgate. Uh, JR was was kind of shouting it out to us while, right before we did the group picture we normally do at the tailgate. I, when he was yelling it out I, in my head, I'm like, man, it sounds like Jay had a lot of rotation. And then when I actually looked at the lineup, uh, we had a couple of guys at rotation. The thing I think that threw me off, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, the rotation at the top was really the, the thing that stood out the most, having Austin and Nick starting up top. What were your thoughts on, on that decision? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me, I'm just pulling up. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still, data dump still a, a bit of a work in process. And uh, uh, fair accordingly, enough. it's not like you were no, in no, Mexico but last week, yeah, no, nah, I'm just uh, I'm struggling to reintegrate to normal life. But uh, one of the things that the thing I haven't done yet is to go through and, and look in our losses and, yeah. and see what the lineup differences are. But like, I think you know, on paper, start of the year, right? Like, mm-hmm. nine of those 11 guys are our top guys at their positions, right? Like, Absolutely. unquestioned, unquestioned, Nuhu, Sosa, Dami, uh, Osamanu, Scarce, Boyce, Otieno, and Doyle. Um, Can you, did you, say know, Dal- did you say Dalton? I, I didn't say Dalton because okay. I think uh, I think over the balance, my, my guess is Jake Crawl's injured right now. Um, uh,
0: he's on the injury report. So. Oh, he
1: was? Wow, look at yeah. that. He so I'm, I'm guessing week. correctly. <laughs> yeah. yep. So that means we should see him
0: next week. If
1: I well, listen to your, if I listen to the A-team pod correctly.
0: So EVD, Jake, and Ricky have been on, uh, have been on the board the last two home matches as uh, listed as injured. Okay. So
1: we should see them soon.
0: Um, That's the hope. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think like that, no disrespect to Dalton. Um, you, you know, I, I think Elal's like Blake's looked great. Jake's mm-hmm. looked great. Uh, Dalton's looked great. Elal's looked great. Right. Like Jamie well, Ponce is probably the only person who's played center back for our club this season, who you, you could say, hasn't looked amazing. Right. But also he's has, he's, has he's, the most he's 18 year excuse. old.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, he's I mean, he's 18 years awesome old and that has been with the club for like a month.
0: <laughs> well, how lucky are we? We have four great center backs that we can rely on. You know, you Absolutely. have a guy like, you have a guy like Jake that, has whatever kind of injury he has, or whatever's going on with him, that you can just plug a guy like Dalton in or Blake in, and defensively, I mean, yes, we gave up a goal. We'll talk about that here in a minute, but defensively, we played pretty sound. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I just yeah.
1: think it's hard to, you know, with, again, with no disrespect to Dalton, I, I think, you know, I'm, I would say Ilal and any of those guys is is great. Right, like I'm not, I I, I'm not going to say there's been a clear A or a clear B, right, to date on that. Yeah, yeah. So given that, you're really just looking at those two forwards, and Mm -hmm. um, I really think I'm looking at two midfielders. (laughs) Right, like you you know, uh, Pancho was signed as a right wing, and and like he's he's there was a time where he was our third best forward on the team this year. Yep. And, you know, he's scored some key goals in club history. Um, but, like, he's not a forward?
0: <laughs> I don't I would, know, right? I, like, it, I guess I'd put it this way. If Ricky, little, was healthy, if Ricky was healthy, Ricky starts instead of Austin.
1: Yeah, and, and then you feel a little less weird about it because you're like, yeah. well, Nick Firmino is a great player, and he just hasn't found the right home here, and, like, I'm comfortable – with a little bit of experimentation from jay strange right. that it's this game but like let let, let me yeah. ask you so so we agree it was an odd set of rotations but let me ask this yeah. is jay playing mind games with john Hartz? is he basically being like we could beat you no matter who we put out here
0: yeah and maybe that goes to my second question too which was was this the time to rotate um and maybe even my third question of did this change how greenville approached the match i they're a little bit separate for me. I mean, could he have been trying to, to mess with Harks? Maybe. I mean, Harks has now seen probably two very drastically different lineups from the times we've played them. Um, they have been able to take four points off of us out of those two times. So I don't know. Was this the right time to try and play mind games with John Harks when you're trying to secure first place, home field advantage to the playoffs? possibly could see this team again in the final, depending on how things shake out. Um, we'll, and we're going to talk, we're going to have some playoff scenario talk uh, here in a little bit, but I, I just, I, I don't know. Was it, Is it the right time to rotate? Is it the right idea to, to just try and mess with another team like that? To me, Greenville approached the match differently than they might have had once they saw that lineup. Knowing that there was not as much of an attacking threat they could push forward, get the goal like they did, and do exactly what they wanted to do, which was park the bus. And yeah, Greenville fans are telling us on Twitter that they didn't park the bus, that they were still trying to attack. But reality is <laughs> nine, were, at least nine they? guys behind. <laughs> no, they weren't. They had at least nine guys behind the ball most of the time.
1: Usually go, let's uh, Let's check but, these attack stats here. Well, I guess they had seven shots on goal, which is maybe a lot for them. One on target. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know. It just, it, it, but, but to me, if if Evan and Greg are starting, then once Evan and Greg are starting, it, it changes the way that uh, Greenville has to attack us because you can't be as aggressive knowing that two of the best forwards in the league are going the other direction on a counterattack versus them not respecting Austin and Nick to the point that hey we can attack because we don't think that they can string anything together to get forward right now because they don't have anybody up top
1: that's so if 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 you're john harks though you don't plan for that right you plan for a full strength lineup so like do you really have enough time to change your tactics on the fly like that or does it does it just happen because our 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 offensive attack is a little anemic
0: and maybe, yeah, maybe it's not how Greenville approached it. It just makes it look like that's how Greenville approached it. I don't know. Um, I just – I felt like – I said it on the berm, and I think we both agree. It was just a really strange game to do rotation on. Like, to me, it the was. Fort Lauderdale match would have been – this. if you roll this lineup out against Fort Lauderdale, we probably, we'd probably don't win 4-1, but we still probably walk out of there winning that match.
1: I, you know that I, I think on so what's interesting. I've been I've been pulling together some data dump stuff the tonight, and what's interesting on the last few matches, like you go back to that Tucson game, mm. is our XG has been all over the place. Yeah. Um, like in that one, we you know Tucson second highest ever. We mm-hmm. we had less than a goal of XG against Tormenta. Um, it was forward. like, yeah, is one point six to one point four around there, like it was like a point one five difference in our game against Fort Lauderdale. Right. So like, it wasn't yeah. that close. And then it was a one-to-one basically Um mm-hmm. in this, it was like 0.99 to 0.103 uh, in this game. So like, it you know, I, I think we've been, I, I don't know. We've been all over the place. That's the best I can come up with on it. Well, um, I think,
0: you know, it, it shows in how streaky we've almost looked over the last, four games you know um or even five you know you go back to tucson we we looked out of it we talked about that match at at length and lose one nil but then we go on the road and against a weaker team you know probably the worst team in the league this year and and smoke them you know you're on or you know you come home you get Fort Lauderdale at home and it's somewhere in there, you know, you put four on them. It's just, it, it's so, it's so streaky then to turn around and have whether it's the lineup or whatever, it's only, you know, to get, to not even get a goal and to lose one nil again, it was just kind of, you know, the, the only, the only thing that's probably the saving grace with all of this is our one nil losses at least are coming against strong teams and we're not just, you know, we're not mailing it in against, against teams that we should, you know, we could possibly be mailing it against. Yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's get to the, in the 12th minute, we talked about a little bit Greenville got their goal. Um, well, let's,
1: uh, let's just say this. Uh, Austin's had three starts this year and they've all been at forward, but I don't think okay. he's come on right. Right. So, I mean, he's been a forward this year, but yeah. not before this year.
0: Yeah. It was an experiment this year. I think.
1: Yeah. You, you know, and I, I think, so let, let's just say one more thing on, and maybe Jay's credit, right? Like you, you've got guys who need touches, right? Like, and who need to be on the field because they're working hard. You, you think they deserve it. You know, do you build better player rapport because you put the players out in the big games? Right. Um, and like, yeah. you, you, you know, like we're going to have a bunch of big games to come. Right. Like oh, yeah, hopefully for sure. in the playoffs. Like hopefully um,
0: over the next what five to seven games here. Like yeah. Yeah.
1: And so and so maybe you th- maybe you just say, look, I-, I gotta reward these guys. I gotta give them something. This is a pretty good one, right? Like because sure. we've got the game in hand. If we lose and we lost, no skin off our backs, right? Like Greenville, let Greenville have the belt, like let them okay, have so their little celebration.
0: Let, let me jump ahead then. We'll yeah. come back to their goal. Evan and Greg yeah. get subbed on after halftime. Uh huh. So if you're giving Austin and Nick the the run out, you're giving them this chance to play against the best team, one of the best teams in the league, the defending champs, the big game. Mm-hmm. Why? Why then do you sub both of those guys off at halftime? I know you're down a goal. Or you're chasing a goal, but why sub them off yeah, at halftime? Nice
1: That's a great question. I don't really have a good answer for that, to be honest. I mean,
0: and I said it. I looked at you, you know, when that got announced at at the match, and I was like, "If you're bringing them on for 45 minutes, why not start them for 45?" Like to me, it was almost the reverse of what we could have done, which was, if you start those guys, you get the early goal. You can sub these two guys off early, let them rest through the second half, and bring on Austin and Nick or whoever, and let them kind of help run the game out because Nick's more of a possession midfielder slash forward, whatever you want him to be, you know, Austin can control the ball pretty well, but you're not worried about him having to threaten the goal. Then he just really has to worry about getting it down to the corner and wasting time. Yeah. And you know, we yeah, we almost have done the invert. I, I just, it feels like it was at that point, Greenville, I think knew they had us like where they wanted uh, us. Like they're chasing. I, I the will field.
1: admit it's it, it's among the stranger decisions that have been made yeah. but again the mind of I, who am i to question the mind of J. mims i will say yeah. you know maybe you know he, he believes in his guys right you're not going to be sure. on the squad if he doesn't think you can help win a game and so you you run him out but then i just counted we had four touches in the box in the first half compared to
0: 10 in the second yeah. half oh and it and, was it was complete. just eyeball tests you're just oh, watching yeah. the game. The the difference immediately with those two on the field and are as threatening as we were. And, and it, it, it goes all the way through the 95th minute. We, we looked so much more threatening. We looked so much more, you know, in control of that in the second half, when we get our, probably our two best players on the field, you know, two yeah. of the three best players on our field. So now the heat map, the heat map is ridiculous. Uh, think, yeah.
1: Like we basically didn't bother the box or the mm-hmm. left side of the final quarter of the field. And then, you know, we just swarmed those areas in the second half. And I mean I, I think we we're there as visual. Um, but anyway, let's mm-hmm. talk about the goal. Let's talk yeah,
0: about Yeah, so goal. so Greenville's goal. Um you know, ball kind of got popped up in the box a little bit, fell to Well, let's uh, start let's
1: start with the foul.
0: Yeah, that's outside
1: goal. the box, right? Yeah, like Greenville dispossesses a Union Omaha player in, in in what looked certainly to the fans anyway as a uh, fouling manner, right? Like it was an yeah, aerial duel. Absolutely. Our guy ends up on the ground. Ball's crossed into the area. It goes off. It, it's headed down by Andrew Booth off of Dalton's back yep. to the it's feet of, you know, one of the Mario. most lethal strikers in the league. Yeah. Well,
0: and you know, it, it was just one of those things that the way it deflected off and fell down, there's nothing Rashid was gonna do about that.
1: Um, well, not only not only is it unlucky, but it lands it it lands there and it's uh the place where the ball lands is half a expected goal. Yeah. Like like literally that chance is half of the offense they generated. You, you well, know, and, and it is yeah. I mean it's unbelievably fortunate. Right? Like it's just unbelievably oh, for fortunate sure. if you're watching it. There's there's three defenders around uh Lomas and it happens to land on his foot.
0: You said we had how many touches in the box in the first half? Four. I just watched I'm, i had the highlights pulled up on Twitter. One yeah. of those four happened thirty second thirty seconds into the match. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. I, and I'm you know, it's just it's it's stuff like that where you're just like yeah, and I just watched the. Here, I just watched the goal again. Uh, of course, the way they have the replay, I'm not going to see the the foul that we we saw. Um, Actually,
1: no, that the foul is in the replay.
0: In uh, the one that Union Omaha shared, I don't, it's their cool green. Oh, on it's
1: on the. Yeah. It's on the. It's on the Twitter. USL
0: one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rashid but, was mean, calling for an offside, but I'm not sure who he thought was offside well, on this.
0: And also. I said this to a couple other people on the on the berm. I felt like in this scenario, she uh, and I, I know why you're the keeper, you're shouting for for an offside, but I almost felt like he was even in the midst of the ball coming in. He was shouting for that and and worrying about that much more than he was worried about where anybody else was. And it, you know, where where the ball ended and where Lomas was, I don't know that he would have gotten to the ball either way. But it's like. I, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, I
1: wonder. It's I, I don't know. Like I watch this now like five times in a row in slow motion, and it's just like it's so insanely improbable. Like like the ball's low. Dalton goes to head it out of bounds. The guy snags it in front of him. It goes off his butt and yep. lands on the foot of the most lethal striker in the league from eight yards out. Like well, like it, it, instead of to the three defenders in 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 the box, yeah. like in that space, like
0: it, it just goes to show it's going to take something special or something out of the ordinary to beat Rashid. And it's only going to happen once, you know, I mean, he's not, Yeah, we, we far and away have the best goal difference right now. And part of that is because of how well we've had been playing. Well,
1: and, and cause we've had four losses and they've all been one,
0: nothing. I mean, yeah.
1: if you think about that, we're, we're minus four on the year.
0: Yeah. Well, and then this, this goal allows Greenville to, to essentially be Greenville, right? They get their one goal and then they rely on the one thing that they feel like they should be able to rely on, which is their defense. And they just put people behind the ball. And since we weren't having touches in the first half, half in the box, anyway, it looked really good for them then. Um, but then, you know, we talked about the subs, uh, the heat map. Everything shows we we had a lot more attack going on in the second half. I, I know I'm skipping way ahead, but I feel like the two. But I mean, I, happened yeah. at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, uh, yeah. The
0: one uh, is uh, Riley wants to be memed, so uh, we should get this picture out there so people can help us meme <laughs> it. Uh, I showed it
1: to all his coworkers.
0: Yeah, so uh, Riley took. Video, I'm in that. Uh, I'm in that video. So yes. so Riley,
1: Riley and I are standing next to each other. He turns and goes, "We're gonna score. Let's get the reaction on tape." I'm like, "Okay." okay. And then, so Devin Boyce serves the ball in. It goes okay. off of number 19's elbow. Or hey, oh, uh, by the
0: way, if anybody's following Ben, or go look <laughs> at his screenshot of this. Even the screenshot and me zooming in with it being blurry on my phone. You can it is so absolutely obviously can, off his elbow. His arm is out at about a forty-five degree. His elbow's bent at a forty-five degree angle, and the ball hits him square in the forearm. And and, Just, and what I what I so I I mean I almost was
1: like let's get a referee on here to talk this through, but but we can do an amateur job of this. So corner is always. awarded off of that play. So that yeah. means referee and assistant referee both saw the ball go out of bounds. Off of, off of a greenville player greenville player so they either didn't see it go off of him and go out they missaw it go off of him and go out mm-hmm. or they saw it go off his arm and assumed his arm was somehow in a soccer position even though he, he's like giving like a left turn signal for bicycling and yep, his arm is making an l and it bounces off his elbow
0: yeah
1: and directly out of bounds
0: yeah, I, I don't know how you don't call that a handball. Um, I know we're I know we're the homers and this is our team, but if I if I would see that right now in this, it's going to shock North the hell Carolina, out of you Matt, too.
1: The league chose not to put that in the uh, in the highlights.
0: What
1: shocking! I know, so crazy.
0: Um, I also just an update because this comes out Friday, but I'm watching Tucson, North Carolina, and Tucson uh, since the twenty seventh minute. It, it, it's been three minutes now they're in the 30th minute but since <laughs> yeah, the yeah, 27th minute are playing down a man already so
1: well I, uh, I i saw i saw him i saw the guy i was like why is this guy opening a hole like something in the fence i just like i was like he can't possibly be going to retrieve a ball and then they show a guy on the ground and apparently yeah. injured yeah man dude, yeah, so um, i i think like going back to this so what, what do you think happened why do you think the ref called this a corner kick like I'm almost, I, I'm almost I think, less I think, angry if it's, yeah. if it's a goal kick because I, it means I, it, they clearly didn't see what
0: happened to me. I think they, uh, all they saw was the ball ricochet off, off of something. And because of how many people in the box at that time were wearing white jerseys, I think they assumed it went off Greenville. I, I think I the AR should, I, still should have had a clear
1: view of it, but is oh, not yeah. in place is, is not where she needs to be in that video well,
0: to, I, to I make mean, the proper she, call. She was getting uh, through the match. I think even some of our guys were getting on her. I mean, that was who she was yelling at about the, uh, about the offside, uh, yeah. you know, uh, saying his offside is, I mean, he was yelling I mean, she, she caught a lot, uh, I wasn't particularly impressed with the center. I don't think he had a horrible, horrible match. But no, I think I
1: think everybody's a little jaded after the Tucson yeah.
0: game. Yeah, I agree. But it, he he did all right. But I think there was there was other instances and things that happened where you were like, eh, yeah, like was that a foul? Yeah, should that have? Been yeah, right. A like foul? like like
1: I, I didn't. I, you know, I, I know Chip was on there saying he didn't uh, – on Twitter saying he didn't think uh, – excuse me, Chip Rippa was on Twitter saying he didn't think the refereeing was that bad. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was any worse than your average USL1 game. But for that, I mean, <laughs> I had I, my I child in near tears agree- because, you know, I was screaming so loudly at strangers.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think when something that egregious happens – it it one hundred percent clouds your your remembrance and what happened prior to that. You know, when you're yeah. the home team, something doesn't go your way, your home fans are gonna jeer the refs because that's just what you do. Right. Yeah. It, and and a lot of times it's just it's just us being the home fans. But when something like this happens where you can clearly take a screenshot and zoom in and see that it is hitting this man in the forearm elbow area. And his arm is extended out from his body. That that's something that's just clouding everybody else's re- thought process and and memory of what happened prior to that. Uh, yeah, you know. And then we get five minutes of stoppage time. And
1: well, do you think do you think our guys did a good enough job of asking for it? One of the things that struck me is just how little begging for the the penalty our guys did. Like this is a situation that you see in europe and and the referees instantly surrounded and you know i don't know what the league rules are you know i know it's something that everybody's trying to get out of the game but like i uh, i don't know it's just so egregious
0: i guess part of it i think that because of if this would have happened even five minutes earlier i think our guys would have done that but knowing how late it was knowing they were got they got a corner out of it um and not yeah, fair enough. Much...
1: You just got to get, you just, we just got to get yeah. back at it and win this game.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, get the point. It's, you know, that's at that point, they, they need to get a goal just to, to get that point. And I think, I think to a man, they probably looked and went, okay, it's 89 plus right now. We don't know how much stoppage time is going to be added onto this because you never know in USL one. Sometimes I watch, uh, oh, right, I right. watch the, they're I used watch to the terrible refereeing Madison match on Tuesday and they literally in the first half, it went to it hit 45, and the ref blew the whistle for halftime, gave no stoppage time. And yeah, they had yellow crazy. cards in the first half. Like, I was like, oh, okay. But so, you know, these guys, I, I think it was, hey, let's get it. Let's just get this corner. And I'm sure Jay is talking to them and yelling at them, like, go fast, go fast, go fast. And I think that's just that was the thought at the point at the time was hey, if we waste time arguing about whether it was a penalty or not, we are losing precious seconds and time where we could just get a goal out of this. Now, to your other point, if it had gone out and been a goal kick, I think at that point our guys make a bigger deal out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because at that point, we aren't aren't benefiting from his handball going out of bounds in any way, shape, or form. Then our guys are going to go, whoa, that hit him in the arm. What's going on here? right
1: um, and and what drives me crazy too on the replay is every single one of their guys immediately start waving their finger no penalty and it because yep. they all watched it happen right yep. like oh for sure you know what i mean and, and like i i think it's like know, obviously it's not them yeah like and and obviously it's not on the greenville players to call a penalty on themselves but like no. and and you, you know I, I think like you know, let me be the first one to say too, like, Hey, we missed our last penalty. There's no guarantee. It goes in. Oh, right. And, and, and like, and I don't think it, Um, you know, it's not like we generated a lot of other chances that didn't go in. It, it's not the Tucson game, right? Like right. I got done with the Tucson game. And I was like, you know what? We got the penalty in the end. We missed it. We lost this game, but like, yep. you, you know, we played pretty well. We didn't play as very, as well in this game. We got screwed by the refs in a key moment. And like, you know, a 1-1 outcome would have been fair and, and we were deprived the opportunity that we should have had to get it. And like, yeah. it's it's frustrating to see that happen and then immediately have a group of players celebrate like they just won a championship, which well, I, can't, I, and, I I guess they won a belt. Maybe that means something to their players, in which case, awesome.
0: Hey, uh, one of their players posted a picture of him holding the belt in the locker room. So the, apparently- I love it. Was, and,
1: I hey, no, makes it the I'm
0: glad I, double birds salute
1: that I gave their players who kept, uh, you know, asking to hear things from me Yeah, uh, uh, at the end. I also, did you, do, if you rewatch
0: you you throughout your comment that you yelled at them?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, the other, the other funny thing about the incident is, uh, it, it cuts to like Riley myself and a couple others, just absolutely unloading on the referees after yeah. that. And and the guy's like, wow. well, the Omaha fans certainly think it's a penalty. And like, I mean, it was, it, it was a penalty. It was, yeah. It, it, you know, like, I, I think this will be the gold standard of us getting jobbed on penalties. Cause again, it's, it's one thing when it's a tackle in the box, yep. right? Like yeah, it's one thing when one of know. our guys falls down. Right. Yeah. But like from home, you can see that the ball bounced off yeah. the yeah, arm is, and like,
0: yeah, it's the almost referee, close to him. Just slapping it out of the air. I mean the way his arm's sitting. Yeah. 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 It, All right. It, it We've talked just, about it uh, enough. Yeah. So uh, I think the other big thing that came out of out of that last bit there was that goal line clearance Greenville had um, that. I mean, man, if if he would have been just a little bit further in the net, there could have been a shout. No VAR, <laughs> but there could have been a shout that, that thing went in before he edited it off. But how,
1: how hard is it that there's no VAR? Like I, I don't know.
0: Like, I, but like Isn't it an expense I think, thing? I don't know.
1: I I think what, I think what really gets me is not that, like, it's that we could know these things are right and we could know these things are wrong. Like, that's what, like, you know, I I get the offside thing. I get the disruption of the the game, but like bullshit like this, we could know if it's right. We could know if it's wrong. And like, you know, I, I think that's where like, even in the, you know, the U S game tonight, right. Like, yeah. Um, Although apparently, according to Mark Clattenburg, Sergino G- Desk was keeping him on side, even though it was off the field. Um, yeah, no, I, no. I mean, they're like, look, if that's the rule, that's the rule. But like, yeah. like, like, let's let's give the opportunity to like review it, and then the referee to be like, yeah, that guy's, you know, who cares? If he's off the field. He's still back. Everybody's on side. The rules yeah, the rule. He's a legal player. <laughs> yeah yeah so
0: i I, it's like watching pro wrestling man like hey that guy's still the legal tag man like (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter um all right so with even with that loss uh and chattanooga um struggling to beat ncfc uh we remained uh top of the table so yeah
1: give me give me a minute here i got i got one last bone to pick
0: with uh oh yeah go for greenville
1: supporters so give me I just yeah. gotta do a little quick, I gotta do a little quick math here. This uh we didn't park the bus comment is not sitting very well with me. Um,
0: oh, because, because they, they want I don't to claim that even though they do it every time they score a goal.
1: I don't think that's how they play, but maybe it is. You know, so so they averaged two hundred and ninety-one uh passes per game. And they came and they had two forty five. You know now. Now, if they're proud of their passing accuracy at fifty nine point two percent, which is the yeah. lowest I recall seeing a, an opponent we've played have, so On be it. The Let them be proud pitch,
0: of that. The smallest look. Pitch I I guess they just
1: can't the pass side. the ball. Don't hold that against them. Like only, be, you know, they came out and that, they had eighty four percent of their average passes, and they completed them at a sixty percent
0: rate. Look, we're just, clearly. You know, well, back, let's put back. this on. Really, it's on us because we had sixty-eight percent percent uh, of possession, and yeah, that lost us the game. Yeah, it was not our best if, game. If if another team has almost seventy percent of the possession, you cannot argue that you didn't park the bus. I'm sorry. Yeah, like uh, that stat alone should tell you your team after the 12th minute stopped trying to attack. If you were allowing us, and you know, kudos to them. They know that we're not great with the ball. Like, we we are we are a counterattacking team, if I've ever seen one. And yeah. they they knew that we would struggle, especially not having those two guys in the first you wanna, half. It was really hear easy some, for them to have us, let us have the ball. Do you want to hear some data dump facts on this? Absolutely.
1: All right, here we go. This'll this'll come out in uh um this will be out. Before be this pod out. Is. It, it, it should be out before this pod. Okay. Um, possession percentage in wins this season: forty-four. Possession percentage in draws: forty-five. Possession percentage in losses: fifty-five point seven. There you go. Games in which we've had over fifty percent possession, we have earned three points for an average of 0. 0.75 points per game games in which we've had under 50 percent possession we have earned 41 of our 44 points mm-hmm. for 2.05 points per game that, and our losses have been 1 2 3 and 13 in uh time of possession rank
0: we're we're, uh, we're redacting this entire part of the pod so that no one <laughs> Can hear that the, what they already know, which is, if you <laughs> I know, need right. Omaha the ball, and they're going they're going to struggle to. But break I, it down. I, I don't think I
1: don't think it, I don't think it's that easy. Um, and I have some I have some data on uh, when we score our first goal in the column as well, yeah. and that's a that's a big part of it. Like, sure, oh, if you can sure, score yeah. in the first ten minutes against us, you get a great chance of winning because you're going to be able to make us possess the ball. But like, right. y- y- I, what I what I haven't done because what um,
0: games. So we don't know how many of those I, were back. I don't like,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, and I can't remember off the top of my head, how many games we've, we've like, we, like, we gave up the first goal to Fort Lauderdale, right? Like mm-hmm. we did just fine there. So like, yep. it, I don't know. I don't know what to say, I, except kudos to Greenville. They're clearly a good team. You know, I hope they didn't get COVID celebrating, you know, the last time they won, when they won, they snapped out of their losing streak. Their coach went out and celebrated and got COVID. Well, I guess I don't know the middle part, but I know the other two parts. And so, you know, you just hope the team doesn't ruin their season by celebrating this too much, because really, the only way to get COVID is celebrating.
0: Yep, yeah, that's clearly yeah. Not not being uh, in a relationship with somebody that works in the service industry.
1: Oh, it's definitely not that. That is, or or you know, the health healthcare. You mean you mean healthcare, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. Two guys that came down with it first, dating people in healthcare, but whatever. Yeah, it's neither here nor there. No, not at uh, uh, all, right. all right i'm all done right. Well, i'm let's... done with greenville you done with greenville
0: yeah i'm done with greenville because we um
1: because <laughs> we're still sitting top of the table
0: yeah so we're still sitting I... top of the table we're at 44 points we have a one point over uh over chattanooga currently game at hand uh, if you were paying attention to twitter earlier this week uh we were the first team to clinch our playoff spot so I... how did that
1: happen like why did I... that happen on a tuesday afternoon
0: I think the league uh, – I don't think the league was doing their their math and their due diligence appropriately and didn't run all the <laughs> scenarios. So this is what happened to me. And this is this – Did our guys – we
1: have like six guys on Discord running these things every game.
0: Did, no, did so, we know we'd clinched? No. So here's what I think happened, right? And this is, this is where my brain went, and I do not look at this the way JR and Rich do and everybody else. Yeah. but I mean, I'm shout at out it, to I'm Kyle doing, and Sean and like a bunch of yeah, other dudes doing all this. those guys. Like they just, they, they have their own <laughs> spreadsheets, all this stuff. Right. So yeah. I started doing my own math. Uh, luckily nobody from work listens to this, but I did my own math at work on <laughs> Tuesday and I'm sitting there looking at it. Just, just looking at the table and where everybody is and what they're possible. So
1: I just, just a quick aside, I think yeah. Riley is trying to convince coworkers of mine to to do it, which is uh, to start listening, which is in part why uh, data dumps a little behind this week.
0: Uh, fair, <laughs> but so so, I I kept looking at this, going, okay, if we don't win a single, we lose the next four matches. God yeah. forbid, we're still at forty four points. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, Tucson can could with the same amount of games played as us could hit forty five points. I'm thinking. Well that would make us like fall below. Then I started actually looking at people's schedules and realized well that's impossible because so many of the top 6 play each other over mm. the next 3 to 4 weeks that it's impossible for everybody to win out, right? So <laughs> which is I, how I we clinched
1: at... by press release.
0: Exactly. <laughs> now there's that. So we clinched in a really weird way and then after and then after the match on Tuesday night Because New England beat Madison one nil, we then also got the Chattanooga announcement that they clinched thanks to a Madison loss. Because Madison now mathematically could not catch Chattanooga should Chattanooga lose every game and Madison won every game because they. I really am hoping
1: that we have the. I'm really hoping that we have the chance to end Madison's season on Wednesday. That would Uh, be a sincere delight and pleasure.
0: There, there is a strong chance, depending on how results fall, that the Henny Derby, if they lose that, could be that match. But I wouldn't mind it being ours uh, on the 20th just for the sheer fact that I don't want them to feel like they have don't have anything to lose because they're already out, and then they just play free-flowing and don't care what happens, right? Right, um, right. You, right. Want them, you want them as tight as possible. Exactly. Because
1: so, obviously hope- that hasn't been working very well for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, according to Jr., our magic number to secure first place is nine points. That would put us at 53 points. The reason I think he put 53 is that, that uh, Chattanooga's total possible points they could hit is 52. Now, I will tell you this. If we end on 52 and they end on 52, we could still end in first place because we hold so many tiebreakers. Um we, we would still probably be, be ahead of them in total wins in the league. Uh, we by far have the best goal difference. Those are the first two tiebreakers. And then the third tiebreaker is goals scored. That would be maybe the, the one that would be a little sketchy because I know they've been scoring too. Um, but I, I think we maybe even have them on that. So I, I think really eight, if we can get eight points out of the next, that's two points a match the next four matches. If You can pull eight points out and get to 52. I don't think Chattanooga makes it through the, their next three games unscathed. Um, so their next three are Toronto, uh, which it's Toronto and Chattanooga. I, I mean, I don't know, Toronto couldn't yeah. upset them, but then they go to Greenville, so that's the one there that I don't know that they're gonna. I don't know, hottest, gonna... Greenville's hottest team in the league.
1: Yeah, Greenville, Greenville at the beginning. I, I'm looking at sportsclubstats.com right now, okay. Greenville's, Greenville's playoff percentage chance were under 60 in the middle of August. That's an awesome. And since they won and John Harkes got COVID, uh, celebrating the win, um, I assume.
0: Nope. That's, um it's mis-spoken they, his
1: law. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they've been great. They, they've been on fire. They've been the hottest team in the league. As when Riley and I were doing the pod, they were the only team to have not lost in their last five games. They yep. came to Omaha. They Maybe they they saves, earned they yeah, they they earned that result, right? Like yeah. a- again, the it's hard to see us winning that game in any scenario out there, right? Even if we so, get that penalty, yeah. it's a draw.
0: So here's here's the important thing for us. We win Saturday against North Carolina. We guarantee a top. Seems quarter. likely.
1: Yeah. Love it.
0: So that's a like that's it seems likely based on the last time we played them and based on how they've been doing. Um, now they held with Chattanooga pretty well, uh, and they're on Saturday and they're hanging with Tucson, a ten man Tucson right now, and nil they'll, it they'll at halftime. They're so, looking good
1: against Tucson. Yeah, they're playing really. well. I haven't well. been paying a ton of attention.
0: So I, you know, I I don't know that it's gonna be another four 0 but you know, let's let's just say we we win Saturday, we're we guarantee ourselves top four. We, cannot we have finish been lower than fourth place,
1: and we've been playing looser. Like mm-hmm. like I I would have been nervous about this game a month and a half ago, but sure. we've been we've been playing real loose. We we when we lost to Chattanooga, they had the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. Since then, we have done nothing but run up the score.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so the other side side of this is all we need even with Madison coming up is a, is a, as a win and a draw. So four points to guarantee top two. So if in the next two matches, we, we walk out of there with four points, we guarantee not, not finishing below second place. Pretty good. I mean, that that's doable Sounds against great. those two matches against those two teams. Um, you know, the, and then Richmond comes to town, which is a, out of the games we have left, they're the only current top six team that we have left on our schedule. Um, We have a top seven team at the end of the season, but you know, they could sneak up if things fall their way. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, the you'd really like to
1: have that all wrapped up by that game for sure.
0: The reality is if we can beat North Carolina and Madison and have six points, all you need is draws out of Richmond and, and North Texas. And, and you could conceivably have first place locked up. If you somehow win all three of your home matches and have nine points, you're guaranteed first place. And North Texas means diddly, <laughs> you know, outside of maybe getting some guys, some extra rest because we're going to have the first weekend off guaranteed. Um, so we're sitting in a good place. Uh, rich, rich threw this question out, uh, all those scenarios in in play, but what Rich wants to know is, okay, let's assume we lock up first place. Which team would be like assumption. to see in third place? Now, as of right now, the way everything's falling, if we finish in first place, saying we got... And this
1: assumes, I, I think Rich's question assumes Chattanooga finishes in first. Or finishes in, in, second. in second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, so basically, if everything finished right now, we're first, Chattanooga second, which that's the way things are looking. What are – who would we like to see in third place? I I ran some really random scenarios um, because I was – I I got in the weeds. I was telling you and Riley when we were texting about setting this up, I was like, I'm getting into weeds on this. Chattanooga, if – if Chattanooga gets six points out of their next three, just like us, they're guaranteed second place at least, right, at minimum. So even if they lose to Greenville, but they beat Toronto and Madison, there's no way Greenville can get higher than third place with that. Okay. So so the, the most of the scenarios I looked at, Greenville right now has the – Best chance mathematically of finishing in third place if Omaha and Chattanooga are in first and second, because wow. that would because if let's say let's say Chattanooga we loses to Greenville, right?
1: Well, let me give you the sports club. Let me give you the sports club yeah. stats on this. Go for it. Uh, Omaha, eighty-eight percent chance first place. Chattanooga, seventy-three percent chance second place. Greenville, forty-three percent chance in third place, and then nobody else has above a thirty percent chance of finishing in any other playoff spot.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, okay. First of all, I have to shout out a guy that listens to this podcast. Uh, he, he after the game, he he uh, he was one of the people I talked to, uh, and Greg Greg had the mindset that I would like to see Greg Hurst, which is we're not, we're not sad. We're not disappointed. They were angry. Those guys were. Oh yeah. And Greg, Greg and I were talking a little bit and you know, I, I, I was uh, just kind of checking in on him a little bit and he just goes, I want them back here for the final. Well, in order for that to happen, they have to finish in second or third, right? Like we, we can't, uh, we can't have them lower than that because there's a chance then that they don't end up here and you know, before the final Um, of the teams that I would want to right now, see in third place, Greenville is the team I'd want to see in third place because we don't have to worry about them in the semifinals.
1: Well, and I, I, and you only have to play one of them in Chattanooga then.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: And I think, you, you know, my, my dream is that we beat every team in the league by the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. To do that, we need to beat the kickers, and we need to beat Chattanooga, um, which would mean we'd have to see Chattanooga in the final. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the idea of Chattanooga and Greenville having to face each other to get to us, and then us playing some combination of Richmond, Tucson, New England, so or North Texas.
0: Currently – uh, and this is uh, – obviously, there's live tables and stuff, and everything's kind of moving around. Table-wise, uh, Richmond is now in fifth. New England is up to fourth because of their – just because of games played and how everything's falling right now. Um, so, so t- right now, the top six are Omaha, Chattanooga, Greenville, New England, Richmond, Tucson. Uh, for the first round of the playoffs, because top six make it, it would be Greenville and Tucson, right? And then Richmond, Mm -hmm. New England. So, and we we would end up, no matter what, we end up with the lower seed that's left for the semifinal. So if Greenville beats Tucson, it doesn't matter. Greenville automatically will go to Chattanooga because no other team –
1: Re, right, reseeding only yeah. matters
0: if, if five they, if and they, six win. Right. So, I mean, yeah, the, the best case scenario for how things are sitting, playoff wise, I want Greenville in third place because, like you said, we guarantee then we if we make the final, we win our game. We guarantee that the pr- next team we play is either Chattanooga or Greenville. Um, you know, I who knows right now, like right now it doesn't matter with Richmond and new England. They're both it's four or five. If they end up any combination of those two, they play each other in the, in that first weekend and Greenville is likely playing Tucson, maybe North Texas, depending on what happens. Um, I will say Tucson probably has the most favorable schedule uh, running out. They have North Carolina tonight, uh, Tormenta, at madison and probably their toughest game is uh richmond the final weekend um so it's like you know tucson tucson kind of has a a little bit of a uh an easier path than than uh north texas i'd say i'd love to see
1: tucson in over north texas that'd be great
0: well so uh, tucson has three or north texas has three matches left at fort lauderdale which You know, we don't know how that's going to, I mean, Fort Lauderdale, they can score four goals in a game or they can score one. They just, it depends. Um, But then their last two matches are both top six teams. They play, and they're both home games to be fair, but they play New England and us at home their last two matches. So out of the teams in the top seven, North Texas probably has one of the tougher roads. Greenville has a pretty tough road too. Greenville has New England. In in uh, Chattanooga for two of their last three matches. <coughs> so I mean, the way things are sitting and the, just the way their schedules are shaking out, I would want to see Greenville there, but there's a good chance Greenville doesn't end with, you know, nine points out of their next three matches.
1: I mean, I I don't know. They're they're pretty hot. Couple couple of yeah. things uh, from our friends at SportsClubStats.com. I will
0: say though, before you get to that that is three matches in a row for them against top six teams. Uh, now the next two are at home, which helps them, but that's, that's a tough three weeks, three games in a row there. Yeah. No. And
1: I mean, I, I great. Like, you know, I'd love to see them. <clears throat> I didn't see anything on Saturday that makes me scared about them. Other than, you know, the luck of Mario we, Lomas. Lomas, Lomas, um,
0: yeah. But anyway, I, I you think, gotta th- his, you know, got to get his name right. Cause he's going to be playing for us next year more than likely.
1: Eh, man, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the way he celebrated. I like uh, both, both his goal and the win. Um, well, the goal maybe it's the his goal stupid goal. ponytail that uh, made me recognize it. Anyway, they, they, we they improved on, their but... playoff odds by 12 percentage points and they improved their average seed by a full point by beating us. They deserve to celebrate. I just didn't feel like they earned
0: the celebration by
1: truly beating right.
0: us. I just, I, I think if you're just looking at it on paper, they look to have one of the tougher roads. Uh, New England's is a little tough too. They go to Greenville and North Texas back to back. In fact, they've finished all their last three matches they have left because Madison's already been played. The last three matches they have left are all on the road. So, I, I mean. I, I think obviously the percentages are telling us we're gonna we have a good shot at finishing first place, but I I if it's not Greenville, who would you rather see in third place? It is Greenville.
1: It, the only answer is I mean, Greenville.
0: Yeah. It is Greenville. You know,
1: yeah. And and I think you know, I, I think maybe a more interesting question is if assuming Greenville, Richmond, Tucson, and Chattanooga all make it and Madison does not. Would you rather have New England or North Texas in? New England. I, I also agree.
0: I think that I think New England has been a more consistent team this season, even as a two-team, but I think they've been the most more consistent team out of the two, and I, I think it would be... Uh, hello, puppy. Um, yeah.
1: Hi, Miles. It's squirrel season at my house. It's just... Yeah,
0: it's squirrel season everywhere in Omaha. Yeah. Um, I would say that it it would be it it would feel very uh, unsatisfying if North Texas somehow got in over New England the way New England's played this season. Um, well, I'm also much more uh,
1: concerned about yeah. facing North Texas because you never know, you know, when you're going to get, uh, you know, an Edwin Sorello with. Mm -hmm. you know thousands of hours or thousands of minutes of mls playing time coming down and right you know
0: fans of data dump will know how we do
1: against mls players yeah exactly
0: uh so let's say it finishes today the way it is season ends today's last day of the season we're in first chattanooga's second greenville's third richmond or new england's fourth richmond fifth tucson sixth we know greenville plays tucson at uh at home. New England would get a home match against Richmond. So we who out of the lower three seeds, who do you want to see? Do you think Tucson can upset Greenville?
1: No. No. So maybe so it, I mean maybe I like it's hard to say. Yeah. Greenville is such a hot team right now, right? Like Yeah.
0: I I would say I would say in a in a one off match like that, I think that Greenville will be able at home would be able to squeak out a one nil. Tucson yeah. would have the most travel of any team in the playoff for their game. Um, they would just be coming off of a game at home with Richmond. So it's not like they would have been traveling where they could stay put because they play on the 30th and then would have to get, from there and then would have to get to Greenville for the next weekend because it'd be the next following weekend for them. Greenville would have that extra week off of rest because, or no, Greenville plays the 30th, but they play. One less game in that time frame than Tucson does. Because Tucson's playing right now. So I, I mean, I'd say Greenville wins, which means then we get the winner of Richmond, New England. Who would you rather have? Oh, and maybe I guess this is a New question.
1: England. Both of those teams have beaten us at Werner Park.
0: Yeah.
1: And in fact, and changes. We've lost. Depending. We've lost to every team
0: in the playoffs
1: over yes. the last two seasons
0: <laughs> well and maybe or maybe our our answer changes depending on how it goes on the 23rd
1: yeah, i i think i think this is a question that we've got to revisit as we continue
0: yeah. well I, I think i mean i don't know luke i'm telling luke doesn't listen to this why am i talking to luke
1: yeah i, I don't know riley I, will listen I, I'm a,
0: though i'm gonna throw it out to luke uh for us but i think this is something that as each week goes on and we record a podcast we need to talk about this this situation, because it's going to change on us week to week, depending on how things are going. But especially after October 23rd, if we beat Richmond, even one nil at home, that may change my philosophy on, well, we just beat them at home. Maybe we want them to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. We, we would need to like, we would need to like beat Richmond
1: in a dominant fashion before I'm convinced we can beat Richmond. Yeah. Cause as I've mentioned, we've never done it.
0: Um, what was our last New England?
1: We beat them on the, we beat him on the Rashid to Hearst goal.
0: And that's the only time we played them this year.
1: Mm, we beat them fourth two at home as well.
0: Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it was a different New England team that beat us last year.
1: Maybe, maybe I'd want New England.
0: I, you know, yeah. The more I think about it, if out of those two, I almost would, you know, even watching New England against Madison. They got a ninth-minute goal, and they didn't defend. But they also, you know, not that they didn't defend, but they didn't like park the bus. But they also didn't look super threatening the rest of the match either. In fact, Madison looked like they had a lot more chances towards as that match went on than New England did. And so, they're not a free-flowing scoring team. You know, yeah, they put two on us, but we put four on them. Um, I I don't know. I, almost out of those two, I, I would want to see New England because. Richmond you got to deal with Akira Fitzgerald which means you have a good chance of having to face two very tough goal- goalies in a row you know depending on who you see because I mean the guy from Greenville even though it wasn't no hair Dallas J still didn't look bad so anyway no. that, that was yeah. some of the talk I, I think Rich to answer your question since you were the one that posed it to us in discord I think we both agree that Greenville would be the preferable number three team just to force us to only have to play them in a final and not see them anywhere else. Um, If they finish fourth, you know, and things stay chalk, we're seeing them in the semi and I don't, I don't want to see them in a semi-final. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, All right. So last thing I I know we got a little long um, than normal, but last thing I wanted to quick just. We're always good for a tight 75, right? that's yeah, good. Yeah. This, you and I are not talkers at all. <laughs> um, so, uh, part, part of, of, of our, our second match against NCFC. First one ended a uh, four nil. We looked really good. Um, is, is this a, is this a good time to have a game like this coming off of a, oh a man, probably uh, emotional loss.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we were, we'd lost, I think the last time, uh, right before yeah. we faced them. Right.
0: Yeah, we lost Tucson and went down there and put four on. I think we
1: lost I think we lost a Chattanooga. Was it? Let's see. I got it, I got it all right here. What was our schedule? NCFC. So well we'd 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 lost to Chattanooga and then we'd had a draw okay. uh, at home to North Texas. That's
0: which right.
1: was which was a pretty entertaining game.
0: But because this, anyway. Oct- this was our this was our which game was this? Uh, yes, ninth then.
1: of ninth. It was Labor Day weekend.
0: Labor Day weekend. Okay.
1: Yeah, and we went yeah. down
0: there and put put a smack and down on them.
1: I I think I think. All right, let's you know again. This pod's already gone long enough, but let's make it go a little longer. <laughs> what? Okay, we have three games. We have four games. Four left. games left. Yep. Three at home, one away. Mm-hmm you figure and and we have a one more three games in a week thing and that's right now we have three home games in a week right what game do you rotate for and why isn't it this one
0: uh well you already answered the question because this is the (laughs) one you rotate for um you, you rotate here you you maybe see the only thing i can see rotating against madison is maybe you rotate some guys on the back line you know, it, mm-hmm. if you if you don't st- if you start let's say Dalton and a Law on Saturday, then maybe you start Blake and a Law, or if Jake's healthy with the Madison match, you start Jake and a Law. But like I, I or you could start Jake and Blake against Madison. Honestly, <laughs> I mean they, they've played together. But, yeah, but th- that's the rotation I would rather see, and I would rather see for the next three home matches. You you get you get Greg, you get Evan up top, let them keep their form going, let them keep going, and rotate things behind them. You can rotate your midfield against NCFC all you want. You can figure some stuff out and get some rotation against them. Even if we walk away from that match winning two nil or whatever it looks like and or two to one. Okay. They they just played Chattanooga tough, so it's not weird that they played us tough. You did yeah. a little bit of rotation, but you still got out with three points. But now you have a whole bunch of guys that could still be really feeling good for Madison, and then you're going into the Richmond game the following Saturday, a week from Saturday, with guys on various levels of rest that maybe you could throw out your. I think we need a full strength lineup against Richmond. That's so
1: I got I got two theories here. Theory so- one. Is y- you keep playing, and and by that I mean like let's let's roll out the A lineup every mm-hmm. single game, in hopes that we're stacking up the points. We're taking no chances. We're stacking up the points, mm-hmm. and maybe by you know Saturday's game, next Saturday's game, the twenty third, we're we've already clinched first place, and we can go
0: wholesale changes, right? Yeah, so and here's and here's the thing: is I keep we keep talking about nine points being the magic number. That's right now. Well, if, and that that's if, assumes everybody wins out. Exactly. So if Chattanooga, if Chattanooga gets a draw, somehow in their next match, um, which is Toronto, let's say somehow Toronto, them then in Toronto, they they finish in a one-one draw, and they only get one point. Well, our magic number changes at that point. Exactly. Right? It, dro- it would drop to probably, I would guess, seven without us having played. Well, we win, then you're down to three or four. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. conceivably, you win the next two matches, Richmond and North Texas kind of become just the games you have to play to finish the season out type thing because you've clinched first place. So that's, that that's been... option one. Yeah.
1: Option two is you say this is the easiest game left on our schedule. Let's do wholesale rotation. So, you know, you're starting four or five right, right, you know, right midfielders all over the field, right? Like it's, it's everybody. It's Yoskar. It's Jaime. Like it's.
0: See, but here's what I would have done if that was the case.
1: Yeah.
0: Fort Lauderdale, you run a similar type of lineup. You know, again, we don't win four one necessarily, but you run that type of lineup. You go full strength. A week or a few days later, uh, at home against Greenville. Then a week later, this coming Saturday, you can do that rotation again, and your starters then are going to get ten days of rest from game time, between when they played Greenville and they play Madison, right? Yeah. And Then they have no problem playing ninety against Madison ninety. Wow, well,
1: that leads me. That leads me to number three, yeah. which is you guys are professionals this is the critical part of the season yeah. you play our best team all three games next week and then you know it, like you get your 9 points right mm-hmm. you get you you lock in first place and then you have a road trip to dallas and then you have a week off right like well and figure and out pull, how to get and the pull guys to
0: dallas that... right do yeah. what do what these two teams do <laughs> don't travel some of your you know, your top guys to Dallas, because it doesn't matter. And take Jamie and take, or Jaime, you know, take those guys down. Like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. That's what I, that's what I'd like to see. Knowing how Jay reacts to things (laughs) like a loss. So we lost, was it, we lost to Tucson and went to Tormenta, right? Uh Uh-huh. Was that, what, what did you do in Tormenta? Like. Yeah, we we all we were like, oh, we're gonna go to Tormenta. They're gonna rotate some guys, but no, he went out and put one of his strongest lineups out, and and we just stomped on him. And I just I have this feeling that Jay's going with the third option, which is we have three home games left. Buckle in, boys. You got three games in in seven days. Go out and get nine points. Yeah. I don't care how you do it. Beat the crap out of NCFC, win 1-0 the next two matches. It doesn't matter. Those nine points count the same. And then I will rest, as many of you guys, uh, for Dallas. And they'd they get two weeks off then of game time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, con- yeah. you know, conceivably. So I, knowing Jay, Jay is not rolling out a weak lineup against NCFC because he no, wants these know. guys. He wants the confidence flowing going into Madison. And going into Richmond, so, um, so yeah, that kind of that that was part of one of the questions uh, we had there. So let's just do the last uh, one of the last questions here. What's your uh, score prediction for for the home game against North Carolina?
1: <sighs> That's tough. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like one nothing. It's going to be way tighter than it needs to be. Okay, I'm a little pessimistic. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I
1: think it's going to be two. I nil. could go. I could go one nothing, or I could go five nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and it could it could go either way. I I don't know. Two nil just seems safe. I think we're going to get one midway through the first half, and I think we get another one sometime. I think it's going on either side of the half, and I think it's going to be one of those games that the scoreline says two nothing, but everything else shows that we dominated, you know, shots on goal. Do you think we're going to
1: get a, like, break out some O-Lays?
0: I don't, I don't know because we don't string passes like that very well.
1: (laughs) Um, Oh, that's just good. That's, that's great. That's, that's quality joking material right there.
0: But no, I, I honestly, I, I just, I don't, we don't need this to be 4-0. It, it, 2-0 you feel good you got your win i
1: i would go i would go ahead and say yeah we do like the the home fans need a boost i i guess i guess i keep forgetting that uh everybody else got a seat uh fort lauderdale at home and i was uh stuck at a steakhouse in a all-inclusive adults only resort in mexico
0: okay i do quick uh even though we've gone 75 (laughs) minutes exactly um tight 75 yeah what i i do have to say that the one thing you missed with the fort lauderdale match was uh us yelling at harvey neville and every time we yelled his name when it was quiet enough he would turn and smile at the berm <laughs> and kind of give us a little Love head it. nod and i learned i earned so much respect for harvey neville that time at that moment because i was like you know what that's really cool of you man <laughs> because the opposing opposing been...
1: players would not be celebrating in front of us and would not be turning to us as part of their final game celebrations if they did not hear us and they did not hate us
0: oh agreed but it was just great that he just got this little smirk on his face like you know it was just stuff like where's your uncle where's your dad we were just being stupid about <laughs> but, um, all right well uh thought mob just ruined something for me but uh north carolina scored on tucson so um, about to watch it
1: but it's gonna be off this corner huh
0: yep i think so that was nice uh all right so before we uh we decide to live commentate this this thing (laughs) um i I got one question left for you ben oh yeah yeah who gives a hoot
1: we We do. do